Hello there, this is Bernard Carries with another episode of My Movember, which is my own personal cancer story from 2013 when I was diagnosed with testicular cancer. I'm cancer-free now and I do this podcast to support especially young men out there having cancer, but also the, the Movember Foundation and to raise actually the awareness for health in general, but also for caring for people with a really tough and life-threatening disease. Testicular cancer goes directly to your manlyhood. Not really fun. And if you have surgery, which is called semi-castration, very quickly thoughts of not having any more sex in your life not being able to have any more children and so on will creep back into your mind as soon as you actually can start thinking again after all that. And yes, after the storm of the diagnosis, the surgery, the chemotherapy and so on kind of became softer, this question of if I actually can ever have sex again came into my mind. Well, I did read Lance Armstrong's biography and I knew that he actually had children after his first cancer episode. So I thought, okay, it's still possible to have sex, otherwise he wouldn't have had any more children. But still, I remember the conversations with my urologists before surgery and before chemotherapy who actually asked me if I had planned on any more children. And they said, if so, I might actually freeze some of my sperm. At that time, I did not really think about it and I didn't give that a lot of consideration. I was so focused on getting healthy again and I have a wonderful daughter so it was not of the utmost importance to me. But looking back actually I would do it and I would recommend it to any young man out there just do it and you know you never know why you do it or what for it is. It's out there. Well Physically speaking, there's no question that you can have sex after even when surgery calls semi-castration. I think, and for me at least, it was psychologically rather difficult. As men, we are often seen as the strong gender, and this also reaches into our sex life, even though this might not always be correct and right. But that's at least how I was brought up with. So, having had that semi-castration, having had chemotherapy, missing one of my balls, my self-confidence in my own sexuality was definitely broken. And there's no question about that. I did speak to my partner at that time about it. But I think it also puts a lot of pressure on your sexual partners. 
so it's not quite that easy. So it took me a long time to actually rebuild that and probably I should have thought psychological help for that. I think for my partner at that time all that happened in the last 12 months was just too much and me then also addressing the issue of my own sexual self-confidence was just again one bit too much. I was very happy when my new urologist later, whom I would go to and I'm still going to for my checkups, confirmed that simply physically, biologically, everything is okay. I could have sex. I could even probably have more children if I wanted so. It took me a while to build up that self-confidence again. And today I can say that my sex life is just as good, if not probably even a bit better than before. And a bit better comes from knowing what you enjoy and enjoying to give joy and to receive joy. And that probably is really wonderful. But there is also the question, and I am single at the moment, I've been single the last couple of years, which meant that, yes, I did have partners, sexual partners over that time. So the big question is, do you speak about your disease? Do you speak about your testicular cancer or not? Well, that's not an easy question because if you meet, or if I meet another woman in my case, and it's not necessarily the first conversation you have saying, hey, you know, I had actually testicular cancer and just so you know, my sex life is actually not impacted by that. And you would look for that, I would look for that conversation simply for the reason that if I had sex, I did not want anybody to be shocked to find out that one of my balls is missing. So this is a bit tricky. And I don't know if I always addressed that issue in the correct way. I hope that I've done so. I've almost been very outspoken about my cancer story. I did tell people about it all the time. Not too much, but I did not want to make a secret out of that um, because I always thought it's good for other people to know because testicular cancer is so easy to diagnose, even in self-diagnosis, but so few people actually know about it. So that's why I'm pretty open about it. But still, if you go on your first date, it's not necessarily the conversation you want to have. Yes, if there was someone out there where I might have sex with at some point, I would actually start speaking about it and telling them the facts. Very simple, that I had testicular cancer, that I'm missing a ball, 
and that my sex life is actually impacted by that. I do that rather early on because if you come closer to the moment of having sex, I never want to break the romance and the romantic moments, which in my view you would do if you start speaking about your disease, um, your cancer. So I might have at some point and um, sometimes brought that theme up too early. I might have broken the spell here and there um, very early, which I'm sorry about. But the reason for it was simply that I did not, not want to, spell, to break a romantic spell later on. I think, for me at least, that was the way um, which works well and I do not want to get naked with someone and then have to explain why one of my balls is missing. That's the path I chose. I don't think that there's a right or wrong path. Um, everyone has to figure that out for themselves but think about it and you know there's no harm talking about your own cancer it is something which is there. Just get on with it. And to be honest, none of the people I told about it, none of the girls I met and spoke about it actually had any issues with that. I don't think that it changed any of the relationships I had probably be the opposite, it built trust, which is good. Thanks so much for listening and please join me again in the next few episodes and more importantly, share that podcast with any young men out there, especially cancer victims and people caring for cancer victims. And also do support in this November the Movember Foundation's fundraising efforts. you find the details about that on my own webpage on bernhardcaris.com where you find a tab on my Movember. Please give, please give generously, but even more so care for the people who are cancer victims or victims of any other major disease around you. Thanks so much. Till soon. Bye-bye.